Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pinkies Down podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mejia, uh, and today we're going to talk about all things Nouveau. Uh, I have R&D winemaker uh, and packaging uh, manager, pa- packaging warehouse manager. I can edit that. Slash small lots winemaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Sean here with me. Uh, Sean? Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, I'm Sean Comninos. I'm the packaging manager as well as the R&D winemaker here at Union Wine Company. And during harvest, I make the wines back in small lots, or as we like to call it, the shed. The shed. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, well, on this special episode of um, the Pingies Down podcast, folks, today we're going to talk about a, a special project that we uh, hold near and dear to our heart, the uh, the Nouveau, the Underwood Nouveau of Pinot Noir. Um, so we're just going to get right into it, but first, uh, we're, we have some of these beautiful cans in front of us. So Sean and I are going to go ahead and crack them because, uh, what would this conversation be without doing a bit of R and D, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious to see how these taste. Let's see how we go. The sound is good. Do you want to go direct from can or into glass? Uh, you know, it's worth having a look at the wine. So I'm going to go to glass with some. Now, bear in mind, we did actually package these in bottle format as well, so you'd have the opportunity to taste either or both. That's right. You got you got everything you needed out there. So, Sean, before we kick into questions, do you want to tell the audience what we're doing right now? A little bit, give them a yeah. description. So we're just giving it a good look, uh, giving it a sniff, a uh, little taste, just to see how things are developing. Uh, this wine was packaged very recently, so... Uh, Quite literally, twenty-four hours ago. All right, yeah, All right. that's Fresh pretty exciting. Back. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold from any any comments so that we can get into it. Uh, but let's start start it off right now that we have uh, some of our nouveau on our palates. Uh, Sean, can you tell us like what what is nouveau wine? Just in general. Yeah. So Nouveau wine is really just wine that was produced recently that is not meant to be aged. That is uh, historically intended to be enjoyed like as soon as Thanksgiving, right after the vintage is finished up. Uh, so Nouveau is typically produced in the Beaujolais region in France, and it's typically produced uh, with Gamay grapes. Uh, we don't have access to the volume of Gamay we'd like to have, so we do it a little differently here, but... Essentially, it's just wine that is released very, very early after uh, vintage and, you know, meant to drink young. Perfect. I think that that nails it on the head, right? That's pretty much that's pretty much uh, exactly what a good definition of it is. So with with the bases covered on that, getting a little bit more granular into this product that, you know, we made and that's in front of us right now. What is Nouveau of Pinot Noir then? Yeah. So as I stated earlier, um, these are typically something that are produced with the Gamay grape. And uh, we here in Oregon are a little bit better known for Pinot Noir. So we have access to lots of Pinot Noir from all over the state. Uh, We've sort of embraced it sort of as a cultural icon of the region, if you will. And uh, we chose to make our Nouveau product out of Pinot Noir grapes. And it's, you know, a really well-suited varietal for this particular type of product. Not super tannic, not super huge, nice, fresh, fruity. Uh, pairs extraordinarily well with the kinds of foods you'd see on the Thanksgiving dinner table. 
Perfect. Yeah. And hopefully uh, these cans and bottles will see many, uh, many a Thanksgiving feast. Um, so with the Nouveau Pinot Noir somewhat defined and, and talked about, can we, can we go back in time a little bit and talk? Cause I want to talk about how we make our Nouveau, but first I would love to talk about, you know, where does it come from? And from there, then how are our processes? So if, if you can, can we paint an audio picture of essentially a step-by-step of how this wine came to be in the cans and bottles that we have in front of us? Yeah. So when we talk about wine, we have to talk first about grapes and maybe the places they come from. So this wine is almost exclusively from Southern Oregon, a place called Blue Heron Vineyard. And we basically try to find grapes that are nice and ripe, but also maintain a nice acidity so that the product has a nice freshness and a nice food-friendly kind of uh, uh, elements to it. So what we do to start with is we just take whole cluster fruit in its bins and we dump it right into tank without sorting through it, without doing anything really in particular. The goal is to just make sure that we gently process whole clusters into tank. We'll fill tanks of various sizes, uh, typically between one and 3,000 gallon tanks for these kinds of projects with as many as 12 tons or so of fruit at a time. Uh, You don't want to fill them with too much fruit because then you're smashing the fruit at the bottom. So we try to find a nice balance there. Once the fruit is in tank, as gently as possible, we'll add a bit of yeast. We'll add a bit of nutrient if it needs to be added. But for the most part, it's a really hands-off process. So once we've gotten some yeast on top of that fruit, we'll add a bunch of dry ice to that tank, and that dry ice is essentially a solid form of carbon dioxide. We'll seal the lid on that tank. We'll warm that tank up to the like low 70s and essentially do nothing for about two weeks. That uh, tank in and of itself is going to ferment the berries from the inside out, and that's what really creates these really fascinating flavors you get a lot of like really interesting like bubble gum and tropical fruit aromas. But because the fruit isn't macerated or destemmed or like uh, punched down or pumped over or really interacted with in any way, it doesn't see a ton of skin contact. So the clusters at the top of the tank basically just look aged when you're done with it. It doesn't really look like wine in that sense. It looks like they're still grapes. But when you taste the grapes, they've fermented from the inside out. And in many cases, they're still fermenting. And this carbonic uh, fermentation or carbonic maceration process, where the berries are encased in a highly gaseous CO2-rich environment, really allows for some really cool, lighter, nice tropical flavors and aromas to develop. Uh, It's a excellent way to put a very food-friendly early uh, young wine in a glass uh, for your table within a few weeks or months of of harvest. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's a cheers to that. That's a proper cheesy. Yeah. That's a beautiful breakdown. And it smells gorgeous too. Yeah. So, you know, you get a lot of really interesting aromas. I mean, you can get certain elements of like banana in some cases and various other like uh, tropical fruit like mango and papaya and things like that. 
But there's always this like interesting cherry bubblegum kind of note or strawberry bubblegum kind of note that really comes from that carbonic process. And these lighter flavors and aromas aren't hidden behind deep, rich, layered tannins or fruit, dark fruit structures. It's fermented relatively cool. It's not, you know, fussed with in really any real measurable manner. Totally. Um, It's, you know, really, really fun to produce because you're very busy when things start to happen. And you can put this in tank for two weeks, come back to it, dig it out, press it, settle it. You can be packaged up in 30 or 40 days from harvest, and that's really kind of fascinating. I mean, absolutely, especially with the amount on our docket at times. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's always fun uh, for those of you listening out there. um, Yesterday was actually the day that this wine that we were enjoying was put into can and bottle. And, uh, you know, uh, I watched Sean and everyone else here at Union work tirelessly. to, to get it there and to, you know, to all you fine folks. And it was funny, Alaya actually shout out to Alaya because I told him yesterday, I, he, not only do I have footage of him digging out the tank of, of multiple tanks of the Nouveau, but then he was running with you on the packaging line yesterday to make sure that I think it was during the bottling that everything was going through the conveyor to go back up to the palletizer. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely shout out to Elia. He's had a lot of hands in this uh, process from grape to glass. Um, yeah. And everybody. Everybody, yeah. It's, it's no joke, you guys. And so we mentioned that we packaged this product yesterday, but it should also be mentioned that we are still smack in the middle of harvest. So for us to pivot from, you know, going completely all out to get these wines, you know, in the door, pumped over, punched down pressed off, barrel down, and then just stop, send everybody back to the packaging facility for a day that's completely opposite the schedules that many of these people already have, pivot into something like packaging both cans and bottles in one day and getting them out so that people can see it on their shelves uh, and hopefully on their Thanksgiving table is really quite remarkable. You talk about adaptability. If there's yeah. anything that you taste <laughs> in this wine, I, I hope that's that's it. And a lot of really hard work. Um but yeah, guys, uh, I guess, Sean, the, the last question I have, and this this could probably go in a lot of different directions, but nowadays we are, you know, let me know if you disagree with me, but there, we are seeing quite a bit of, of new adaptations of Nouveau wine on both our store shelves and um, as options when we go out to, to eat and in restaurants and, and whatnot. Um, with, with that said, do you or what do you see – our Underwood, Nouveau, Pinot Noir, what are some of the standout notes on it that make it uh, either different or stand alone in contrast to some of the other Nouveau that you would find out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the interesting elements in this particular package product here is that it's just super fresh and lively and fun and exciting, you know? There's no oak influence whatsoever. I mean, this spent its entire life in a stainless steel tank. Uh, We, as much as we hurry to get this fermented and packaged up and out onto the shelf all throughout the markets in the America and elsewhere. Um, we take the time to make sure that it tastes amazing every time. And so we'll engage in multiple separate fermentations, not all of which make the blend, but we really pride ourselves on a nice, fresh fruit forward wine that is adaptable to a wide array of cuisines. You know, my, uh, my, 
some of my favorite wine drinking memories are like waiting for Nouveau Day, you know, the third Thursday in November. Yeah. And uh, George DeBoeuf would come off of the Pan Am flights back in the 70s with cases of this right. stuff. And, you know, it was excellent marketing stuff. Oh, but I amazing. think yeah. nowadays, you know, I mean, there's a ton of really great Nouveau production in America. Uh, some of it white, most of it red, but all of it fun and yeah. fresh. And I think that's the goal, you know. What really sets ours apart in a lot of ways is, I mean, this is a fun, fresh, light Pinot Noir that can be consumed with a whole wide array of foods, you know, and uh, hopefully with a smile. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I always feel like it's, you know, the holidays are approaching pretty quickly. And now that I think it didn't really come to my doorstep until uh, my years in Dundee working for a different winery down there. But once learned about it, I was like, oh, this is like the pre-Thanksgiving, you know, like yeah. you get to you get to celebrate this. And then after that, all the other holidays would start to follow suit, which hopefully, you know, for a lot of people involved, delicious wine spent with, you know, people you, you love and care about or people you're forced to to be with at times, depending on how your family structure is set. But either way, good wine is a great part of that. A so, good wine is an integral part of that. Exactly. And, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, I love my family dearly, but I'm not sure we can all sit in one place. Yeah, without a little Nouveau goes a little long extra way. wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, Sean, I wanted to say thanks, man. Uh, thank you for for kicking ass and getting these wines out with the rest of the team. Uh, they taste phenomenal. I look forward to the rest of the vintage as well. I know uh, for those of you listening out there, you can't see, but Sean is literally in his high vis vest, sitting in the marketing room where we record this podcast, taking a few quick minutes to record this podcast. After this, uh, he's going to have to go right back out on our on our crush pad and, and keep getting things done with the rest of our team so i really appreciate it thank you for taking the time man um, absolutely thanks so much for having me yeah man um and for those of you listening thank you for joining us uh make sure to grab your uh can or bottle of nouveau uh in retailers near you uh it's dropping soon nouveau day is is right around the, the corner third thursday in november that's so right. yeah we're we're loading trucks uh as we speak that's to right. my knowledge that's right guys uh if you have any questions you know always go to unionwinecompany.com and we're happy to help you out uh but until then have a great rest of your day wherever you are, and thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Take it easy, guys.